Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Goody Reader radio show slash podcast. My name is Michael. My name is Peter. And uh, look, we're just going to talk about e-readers and pretty well nothing else for the duration <laughs> of the next 40 minutes. That's it. That's it. So um, there's been a lot of e-readers released like this year so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll... Yeah talk about the most notable ones i guess let's like, do it uh yeah yeah kick it off throw some uh, topics and let's round table it there's a new nook coming out soon mm-hmm. it's yeah. uh the mm-hmm. new glow light plus 2023 edition it's uh the seven inch plus version so it's their flagship e-reader uh we don't really know a lot in terms of specs, mm-hmm. but we do know it's like 300 PPI. Yeah. It it does have Bluetooth, so you can connect up headphones, earbuds, etc. And it's the first Nook that could play audiobooks. So as probably a lot of you know or may not know, Barnes Noble about two or three years ago got serious about audiobooks. They got a new partner, uh, find a way, and they have like hundreds of thousands of audiobooks like on their site uh, you can listen to them in the nook app for android or ios however you have to buy the audiobooks on the barnes and noble website you know if you if you use the mobile apps or the nook tablet but with the new nook glow light plus you can buy and listen to audiobooks right on a nook device so this is huge news you know um it's remains to be seen if this sort of thing will be backwards compatible, whether uh, previous generation Nookie readers that actually do have Bluetooth, but they've never unlocked audiobooks. So maybe they're just going to market this new Nook as this is the only device that you have to buy if you want to listen to audiobooks. It's uh, mm-hmm. rated waterproof. I believe it's IPX8. Nice. So you could read in a bathtub in the beach and not have to worry physical page turn buttons and it looks like the same design as previous nooks so you have the home button same software so nothing dramatically is going to change there i think they stopped doing radical gen to gen release device changes remember when back in the day they went and made a rose gold one. You couldn't choose any other color. Looked like a bar of soap. The next one had a uh, a built-in rubber bouncy bumper that you couldn't take out. You could rip it out, but but then you'd have this crevice. They had wild amount of differences when it came to gen to gen release. So I'm happy that they've kind of settled on something that looks very simple, touchy. You know what I mean? It it's a tried and tested and true makeup that is kind of screams Barnes and Noble. I'm glad they're coming out with one. I think you broke the story April, didn't you? Uh, with a FCC application. And then I think you got an, a guy to, to um, go into Barnes and Noble. And um, one of your guys saw like a banner for cases or something, right? And there was like a price or something like that. Right. Well, that was from Reddit. So ah. uh, the, the, you know, the picture that said, so they're doing pre-orders, but only in the stores. So Barnes & Noble hasn't officially announced this yet, nor are they taking pre-orders online. Oh. But there is signage in, yeah. I presume, not all bookstores, but in enough bookstores, oh. yeah, that they are going to be taking like pre-orders and stuff for them. So Ooh. 
it's it, it's interesting. It's always exciting to see one of the big three releasing something. Honestly, even if it's just like a color change, the the Nook Pink, uh, the Kindle Paperwhite sixteen gig. It's just it's always exciting when those guys you know come up the to the plate. Yeah. So. I don't really think that there's going to be any new Kindles this year because they basically refreshed the entire product line. Like uh, Mm -hmm. last year um, with the new Kindle Basic, the new Paperwhite. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. the Scribe. So it's like, you know, I don't think that they're going to do anything else. Their hands are full basically on supporting the Scribe. And a lot of their engineering power is towards firmware updates on the Scribe. Like I believe like the last three or four updates Amazon's released is only been Scribed only Only and not the, and not the other e-readers. But I will say that there was some murmurings around the industry. And also a lot of users have been pointing out that this, that next year, the Paperwhite will be four years old because it came out in 2021, the Paperwhite. It's already two plus years old. Okay, it'll be three years old. Uh, you know, that is that might be enough time for them to do something. But yeah, you're right. I don't the Paperwhite 16 gig just came out. The Paperwhite 5 signature came out at the tail end of 2021. So it it's kind of getting there, but probably not enough for them to do a release this fall. But we never know. You never know what. We'll yeah, do. I mean, like the new paper whites are using Carta twelve hundred. Mm. So and like, what else are they? You know, what you always do? yeah exactly. What can they do to the paper white to? You know, they already increased the screen size from six inch to six point eight. Um, I believe uh, that's the screen no, side. No, yeah. they, they did. They, they've deviated 75% of their devices away from a six inch. They, they just keep making everything bigger and bigger. So uh, the only thing I can see is just bring back soft uh, hardware features that people are screaming for SD cards, uh, uh, speakers, but we just don't see Amazon um, presenting a device with those kind of features anymore. Yeah, and there's not really anything new in terms nah. of e-ink. You know, that you you really have to like look at e-ink innovation to see what would be the next thing that yeah. uh and Amazon would include in their devices. You know, I don't think that they're gonna be using Kaleido 3, no. uh, the latest generation color peep e-paper no. they're not going to certainly not going to use galley Absolutely um not. they are they they've been testing it you know those sort of we, things we for like that. the last year <laughs> yes yeah yep. so lab what lab 126 has been testing it you know we know people who work there and we know that there's nothing new in terms of e-paper technology that they're even thinking about right using and right. so you know kobo as well they almost like refresh their all of like their stuff, you know, in terms of, you know, um, uh, devices. The, ellipse, the the ellipse. They have a varied line. They got the ellipsa. They got the Nia still as their entry level. Uh, the Clara two E. So they have this kind of you know eco entries into the lineup. They got the basic stuff. They got the note taker. Um, uh, they're they're full. Yeah, they're full too. Uh, the only thing people were saying is they could see the Forma getting a refresh, but. They kind of have the um, what's the one with the physical patron buttons on it right now? That is the Clara. No, not the Clara. Sage. Sage, thank and you. Li- yeah, and, so already- and Libra too. Yeah, so they already have the Sage, which picks up the pieces of the Forma and adds the way the the, the EMR note taking layer. So they're full, I think, too. I'm not sure. They could do a better Nia 
six inch entry because the six inch that they have now the neo was pretty pretty poor one of the poorest things we've seen from the company in like a decade it was the neo so if anything it would be a refresh of the base model but we've seen so many manufacturers avoid go to very great lengths to avoid six inches nowadays so i'm not even sure they they'd go for that uh you know i could see them uh redoing the sage at some point just because like the battery life is terrible and i could see them doing like a sage 2e you know make it out of recycled plastics because like you know that's the big selling point between the clara 2e uh the ellipsa 2e is sort of like the environmentally friendly ocean bound plastic is in their construction so i could see them when they you know the the one the, the sage is good but there's a reason why they released a power cover for it is because like the battery the life is, reason, is terrible. That was, it, that was the reason they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you'll be lucky if it lasts you like a week. Oh man. What did the Sage have for a battery? I think it was like, that had to be in the three digits, right? It, it couldn't be like 4,000. No, it's not. I'm I think it was like, I think, yeah, I think it was 1200. MAH. 1200. Paltry battery. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's low, man. Yeah. The it, it's always kind of a sad day at the office when you have to build a product from scratch, the case, in order to make up for the the shortcomings of your primary. It's just it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh but, so uh, you've been yeah. you've been you've been reviewing a lot of stuff. Oh. What's been standing out? It's been busy over here, man. Um, we've gotten to the point where our YouTube guys are like, you got to do a, a wrap up every month. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. So we've actually been doing an every e-reader released mini segment where we just take two or three minutes to uh, uh, go over everything that's been released because there's just too much. And I think we've been doing that for uh, like seven months now, eight months. Um, a lot of stuff, man. Uh, if you're asking about the standouts, like the something that I don't particularly like, but something that's like, holy crap, why does it exist? Is the Philips monitor. We've seen a lot of manufacturers enter the e-reader space, e-ink space. I never thought a company as big as Philips would enter the space with something so crazy and so off the rails as the business monitor. It's insane how that is so, the first entry into the scope. To tell the people what that sure. is, because they might not know. <laughs> yeah, so the business monitor... I'm going to get a thing here. So picture this as an LCD monitor. What it is, is actually, it's this with an e-paper screen built into it that pivots at a 45 degree angle. So this is LCD LED. This is built in e-paper. And it's a 13.3 inch panel that you can't remove. But it offers you to take a break from your eye, from looking at LCD. You can use either one and you can arrange it any way you want. So, you know, like when you go to your display settings on your PC and you have another monitor, it's like, this is monitor number one. This is monitor number two. With the Philips business monitor, you actually get two. You get one and two. So you get a secondary and a tertiary. Not only that, the e-ink portion of it can be utilized without power with your cell phone. You can actually have the monitor not plug it in, plug in a cable from your phone to the monitor and the monitor will work feeding off of your phone. It's freaking crazy. It was a weird entry as anybody's first crack at e-paper. We were like, 
thanks phillips for the sample but like are you guys sure you want to lead with this not like a like an e-reader and they're like nope we we made two monitors and we're like wow props to you guys i guess and that just well out. they do have the dedicated 13.3 inch monitor they, too yep, they made they made two monitors but it's just weird how like they didn't even think of e-notes or or e-readers or anything they're like nope we just want to do e-paper monitors and we're like you know what that's that's fair there's only a couple companies that do that yeah onyx mm -hmm. with the mira mira pro and then dasung with that's it. their myriad of, of of offerings that's true so like i think they're the nearest one is like the curved monitor that they just like released yeah they have like they have right. like they have like four models of that too yeah yeah they got a bunch of stuff going on with that right now uh, the curved monitor, uh, we're trying to get a sample of that, but it's hard for any of the reviewers to procure one because it's just so expensive. It's like uh, we were in talks with um, Rico that has the 42-inch uh, whiteboard, which is pure e-paper with a pen. And it's they said like they almost never send out review samples to anyone because it's like $5,000. So we're like, oh. Yeah, okay. So we've been working with Rico to see if we can even go to their office and try one. We tried one at the trade show, but um, not like in a personal setting. So kind of working on that as well. So Amazon just, um, you know, the embargo ended for reviews uh, yesterday. So that's yeah. like June... 14th so there's a lot of reviews and stuff online about it uh we did our first look on the website you know talking about the specs and the industrial design and everything mm -hmm. who this is aimed towards and you recently did a full review of it on a on your youtube on our youtube channel yeah. so let's talk about that so sure. um this is like the first 11 inch tablet they ever released it is and, tens and I think they did, did they? Yeah, they did tens. Yeah, no, they never did an 11. It's <laughs> pretty powerful. You know, I think it's probably their best tablet in terms of resolution, performance, what you, your bang for your buck, and everything else. So, a lot of Fire tablets, you know, they don't do 1080p, they do like yeah. 720 uh, or lower. So, they're not really good for prime video and watching it in HD. Yeah. Or uh, Disney Plus, you know, which is available on the Amazon App Store. You know, if unless you're getting 1080p, you're not really getting the best value uh, out of it. But so it's uh, 2000 by 1200 pixels, 213 PPI with a 5.3 aspect ratio. Um, it's like and uh, a Cortex A55, so it's like a quad core, two gigahertz, yeah. four gigs of RAM, uh, 64 or 120 gigs of storage, and a micro SD capable yeah. of a one terabyte. It has Dolby Audio, so it has two speakers, yeah. so it'll get you Dolby Audio, so sound <clears throat> at least will be good. And it's running Android 11 using Fire OS 8, so... It's an entertainment content for Amazon. So think Kindle books, Audible, Audible audiobooks, Prime Video, the App Store, Prime Music. Those are sort of the things. And um, it actually will turn the tablet into an Echo Show. Um, so you could oh, have it like, on, yeah, you could have it on a stand and, and show and um, it's so it has a show mode that you could do, which turns into an echo show display with hands-free Alexa mode. 
So that's one of the big things. And they've also um, have an optional case with a keyboard and a stylus. So they are building it as an entertainment device, but also an optional productivity device. So in a lot of the Amazon you know, press stuff that they sent me, um, you know, their various press releases on it. They really sort of want to build this as like a low cost device that you could draw and take notes and, you know, edit PDF files. You can sign documents, but you could also um, use Microsoft Word, which just comes pre-installed on it to yeah. write, you know, so yeah. think blog articles, even writing like a novel, uh, just doing productivity work for work. And this is pretty cheap too. What's uh, the price on it? Man, you know what? It's 250 for just the tablet. And if you just listen to the specs that Mike rattled off, that's pretty good. $250. If you want all the bells and whistles, you want the higher trim, you want the keyboard, you want the pen, it's like $370. But that's still pretty cheap, honestly. And the case is really cool. It's a two-piece case. Uh, it has a backing with a magnet snap, with a little camera cut out and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I guess that's the portion where you can kick it up on the kickstand because it comes with a built-in kickstand and use it as a show. The keyboard's great. It's not very loud and rewarding to press, but it works well. It's very responsive. It has a lot of quick keys and it has a mouse via touchpad on it. I haven't confirmed if um, Bluetooth mice or mouses work on it if you have a Bluetooth mouse. Um, but you know what? I gotta say... It was surprising to me because we've used a lot of tablets like, uh, what do you call it? like those Acer two in ones and you know, just always kind of tablety more than anything else. This one felt when you got everything out, you put the case, you put a kickstand, you get the keyboard, you got your pen. You're like, you know what? This is feeling kind of laptopy, honestly. And actually, on the on the keyboard, they have already predetermined keys where you can be like web browser, file manager, email, and everything just boom. So you can do like alt tab and all the all the 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 familiar keystrokes, control F, control V, control C, control Z. And all of that is just muscle memory stuff. And it's all integrated into it. And then you can go boom, web browser, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I forgot I have to sign something. You go to your file manager, click something open, sign with the digital pen that is supplied to them from Maxi, which is a Chinese company. It's made the pen is made for Amazon, not by Amazon. They actually didn't make it. And then you can go, boom, email, send it off. Emails in, uh, integrated very well too. You just type in your email address and it automatically sets everything up if you have a normal extension like Gmail or um, Out Outlook kind of thing. It's surprisingly, uh, uh, you know, they're not billing it as a laptop, but every single piece of advertised media on their website, on the pictures, on the box, on the videos, it's all laptop. It's ergonomically, it's modular. It's all like, oh, this is a laptop, but they don't actually say that. But that's what they're pushing is this Amazon Fire laptop. I got to say, it's good. I, I was surprised. I thought it'd be like, oh, great. It's just going to be a junk HD 10. But no, it's got like a 2K display. Like you said, it's really, it's really solid. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. totally agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... We have 10 more minutes sure. to, to discuss what we want to discuss. So <laughs> we're, just, um, we're just spitballing here, guys. <laughs> Along yeah. The ride. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when it comes to devices that you, you know, you want to recommend for someone to pick up, you know, for the summer, you know, to take yeah. to the cat. It's summertime almost right now. Right. Yeah, like yeah. It, it feels yeah. like that right. in the vast majority of the world right now. Yeah. So 
there's plenty of new products out that have just been, you know, you have, um, you know, what are you recommending? Are you re- rem- you know, recommending the poke five, uh, Ooh, the, the ink pad four, yeah. um, you yeah. know, we, we've done a ton of reviews like on different devices. So, yeah. you know, what are you recommending to the people for the summer? I got to look at YouTube for this one. I got to at least look at the titles because uh, that's kind of why we do a lot of YouTube. YouTube's like the small. Big Me Ink No Color yeah. Light. Yeah. The, the, so like when you go to our YouTube page, you can actually see everything in uh, like dated and titled. So it's kind of like a little bit of a library. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. I'm going to say if you want something small, cheap and cheerful that has everything. Yeah. Poke five. It's got Google Play. It's six inches. Like people are saying, you can still fit six inches in your pocket. Uh, a lot of companies don't like six. Amazon themselves moving away. Big Me doesn't make six. A lot of companies don't like it, but you got you know there is a point to it. It's nice and compact. Uh, that's a good one if you want an e-reader, e-note. Uh, yeah, if you're going e-note, you'd be good with like a Me Book, maybe a P10. It's only about three hundred and something dollars. That's a good one. Me Book was Boyu before, remember? So we're we're moving into a new era of Boyu products. Uh, that's a good one. If you want color, you it's it's irrefutable. Big Me's the best with color. It's that's a fact. They have the most options. They have the best performance, best prices. If you want color, you can't go wrong with a Big Me device. They've they've hit the first color uh, uh, award of literally everything. You know, they're the first to do 10.3. They're the first to do K2, K3. Uh, they're they're the best for color. So something like an Ikno plus color light, save a couple pennies on that that'd be nice that's 489 uh, well it's still cheaper than uh you know what it what it what it launched at which was 699 um so it's it's nice to see this little uh bit of a uh uh battle going on between onyx and big me because um they're fighting it out it's kind of like you know pepsi and coke sega and nintendo they're undercutting each other but uh yeah i would i would say big me and onyx are hardly sega and nintendo you know what i mean if i had to choose 10.3 inch colors there's only two options right now there's either big me or either onyx so those are your only options so as i'm saying in that subsection of the meta yes there are only two players but you are right it's uh they're not quite there no, yeah man, so a lot of stuff yeah onyx book has the tab ultra c which yep. uh just recently came out this is their big tablet offering That's i believe right. it's it's faster and more responsive and Onyx just has better like software than Big Me does right now. Not that Big Me's any slouch yeah. by, but I think that they probably Onyx, I think is has more of a track record and a little bit more reliable. And yeah. this is their first Kaleido three like device, and they sort of bypassed the galley uh, e paper technology, and they just went all in on Kaleido three. Uh, I really like the Onyx Book Leaf two. Uh, because it actually has That's physical it. page turn buttons yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like what like it's like less than 200 bucks right now it's, yeah i think you're right it's 199 and there's two options there's there's actually a flush screen option and a sunken screen option that's something that a lot of people don't know we did a video on that so yeah that's a, that's a good pick that's a solid recommendation 
Everyone yeah, so yeah. we do have reviews of everything that we've talked about yeah. on the show. So you can visit our website at goodreader.com and you can click yeah. on the reviews tab and just, you know, look at all the reviews that we did and you can check out what we recommended as well as find, you know, things that maybe you're interested in. We have reviews going back all the way to like 2008. So yeah, you can kind of see a, a time capsule the more that you sort of scroll down and things like that. So this has just been a, a very a quick edition of the Goody Reader Radio Show. Yeah. It is not live, but this will be uh, available on our website at goodyreader.com as well as on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash goodyreader. And so, Peter, you know, you pretty well manage the YouTube studio. You do a lot of stuff that we don't publish like on the website. Yeah. So um, in terms of like wrap up, what what can we see for like the rest of the year? It's a little early to tell right now, but you know what's going to be a reoccurring theme is Pocketbook. They are going to come out with a bunch of things. They're the only other company outside of Big Me currently that has Galley Investments. They're working, uh, Gallery 3 Investments, sorry. They're working on Gallery 3 technology. Sharp is as well, but they're a little bit of a different beast. They're part of the Inc. Consortium. They're they're going to release something when they want. They don't live and die by it. But Pocketbook is coming out with the Inkpad Color 2. Uh, they're coming out with potentially a bigger unit as well. They're coming out with a bunch of things working on the back end. The Viva is already a, an actual product. It's just a little bit delayed. I'm going to see. I'm gonna say Pocketbook is going to be a reoccurring theme through the rest of the year. Uh, I honestly don't know what's going to happen with Onyx. And, of course, we can always count on... Uh, uh, Big Me to make just everything under the sun and Dasung to just make 12 more monitors. So that's kind of what we're going to be seeing in the next six months there. I think we're going to, you know, there, there's two trends for the rest of the year as I see it. One is e-ink on alternative things. Um, uh, we've yeah. published uh, a, a Prism 3 guitar. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a Prism 3 toilet um <laughs> we've written about all this it's it's color color changing toilets oh, um yes, yes. <laughs> um uh, there's trends in ebooks with book yeah. bands you know yeah. utah uh yeah. banned the bible for elementary and middle school students yeah, yeah, there's yeah. all these bands happening so i see e-ink on alternative like device like things that we never would have predicted no. uh but i think the one big thing that we might see more of for the rest of the year is sony and uh they have oh, developed a new big they've developed an, a second generation uh dpt rp1 it's tentatively yes. named dbt rp2 and um they partnered with uh readmu yes. in terms of a release so sony doesn't release hardware anymore what they do is they um make devices and then they try to sell them so they have yeah. they have color versions of the same thing but they also have a black and white version of it too and so it just they leave it up to like companies to see like what would you like to release you know this is how much we charge for the color 13.3 this is how much we charge for the color 10.3 this is how much we charge for the 13.3 black and white and so yeah Lynn, um you know this has been They've had they've had this for months now, like at least six months, but this is the first time that it's broke the news. So yeah, um, 
it's it's a huge step up from the DPTRP one that's actually still available, but it's using Carta 1250. And this is, there's only e-notes on the market using this screen tech is the Fujitsu Quadrino A4, a five second gen and yeah. Onyx Book Tab X. And um, yeah, I mean, it has Bluetooth, four core processor, 120 gigs of storage. It's looking super good, like 3D gyro sensors, uh, Android 9. So it's, you know, skin UI uh, with the, the readmoo version, you can actually buy ebooks. You could uh, listen to audiobooks on it uh, via Bluetooth. So, you know, there's a bookstore on it that you could use yeah. so that you could read EPUB books and stuff like that. So this is the first time that Sony actually has opened up like the API for customers to be able to really customize what they want for their you know, for their users. Yeah. So this is perhaps we'll see more of Sony devices and Linfini devices going forward. But we thank you for your time and listening to Peter and I talk about e-readers and e-notes yes, yes. Uh, for the last like 30 minutes. So we wish you all the best. And for goodyreader.com, my name is Michael. This is Peter. Everybody take care.